Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Outlaw Way Podcast. You see this fucker's shoes? What? what I just shoes? got seen his shoes. Oh, he's wearing Birkenstocks. I mean, you know, it's a it's a fashion choice that I never hopped on with. Looks like a eighty year old like woman's. The, they're like house the prideful shoes. croc. In my no, opinion. no, you gotta get you some executive crocs, baby. Yeah, <laughs> but we are on the couch with T Stew, Cheeto, Nacho, Nacho's wife JJ, whoop, whoop, and Nacho's new dog Bougie. Welcome me, to course. 23. Me, of course. Welcome to 2023. Today we are hitting on, I wish I knew now. Or, no, I wish I knew then You're not gonna what I know me? now. Oh, shit. My bad, Gabe. I I'm nobody. Gabe Jackson, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Nacho and JJ's son is joining us today as a special guest star along with Bougie. I'm not really sure who I like more. Bougie. 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 Well, you shouldn't have had a difficult name in North that Louisiana on a dog. That is Hooch from Turner and Hooch. <laughs> that dude. Look at him. It's her. Go Look at her. In a minute, dog. we're going to get my wife to talk into the mic. <laughs> but we are talking today <laughs> about what we know now and what we wish we knew then. All that good shit right there. Which is why our guest stars are here. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Gabe here has got a lot going on in a quick time and a a young time in his life, and we're going to dive into that, and we're going to dive into how it was when our lives were that way. But basically, like, when when you were growing up, your parents taught you things. When you went to school, you learned things. When you put all that together and you put your bag on your backpack and you walked out that door at 18 years old, did you have your hands on it? Did you know everything? Did Were you ready? Oh, shit, I'm 26, and I still don't know what the no. fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going Hell on. Hell no, time. I wasn't ready. Well, in my day, they painted you a picture. Like, there was a white picket fence, American Dream. It was preached to us. You know, That's your wife, you, two kids, dog, this is what you're going to have. They didn't tell us about taxes, checkbooks, oh, tax balancing, uh, groceries, like they didn't, insurance. They didn't give you all that stuff. Yeah, so. but back then you could kind of afford the house. <laughs> I, I don't know. That, I'll tell you what. I wish if I, if I could put any curriculum into the works in any school nowadays, it would be to teach people about finances. Just the entry level. What taxes are. What a W two is? Exactly. What a W nine is? Ten ninety nine. Life? Did you spend listening to your daddy preach to you about taxes and finances? A lot. But did he teach you anything? <laughs> did he oh, sit yeah. you down and, and oh, no. show you how to do it? I learned a lot. Don't get me wrong, but there's still a lot of stuff you just can't cover until, you, until you've been there. So as a narrative, real quick, and then we'll turn it over and let him kind of tell this. So just to give everybody out there a synopsis, real quick. Gabe, early twenties. Okay, out of high school, goes to college, becomes a paramedic, gets married, goes into the Air Force. Now he's getting shipped overseas to England, and he's having a new baby. So in That's a matter a of a couple, in, in a matter of a couple years, track. in a matter of a couple years, straight out of high school, life is punching him right dead square in the face right now. Oh yeah. So the question is, do you have your hand on it? Can you handle it? I mean, so we were talking about this the other day, but there's a there's a term here. So it's like the I read it into it a little while back, but it's the Dunning Kruger effect, and it's like the the not knowing what you don't know kind of thing. That's where I'm at right now. So uh, I have at least had the last three years by myself, not living in the house with my parents. So we've we've kind of got a decent grasp on finances, but now we got a baby on the way. We're moving to a different country where we don't even I don't even know how to translate a pound to a, a dollar which is i say euro or well, a lot a to learn pence yeah. or any of this other oh. stuff so i mean there's a lot there's a lot yeah. well i mean you take it in stride i mean you got like you said a new country so let's start there 
Yeah. Okay. So new land. We're going to land there. We're going to check it out. We, there's nothing you can do but figure it the fuck out. I mean, you're, you're thrown in the middle of it. Yeah. You're not going to have any family. You're not going to have any friends. It's yeah. just going to be you and your wife. Shit grab just, it by the horns. Just flying Shit. in general. Shit fire, man. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're, we're actually flying out on the 16th, right? We won't land until the next freaking day. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that surprised me when I did my first flight alone, you know, full work and everything like that. Nobody tells you how to fucking navigate an airport or fly <laughs> until you have to go through that traumatic first experience. Yes. And if you're by yourself, like I was, you have nobody else. And if the first one they send you to is Atlanta. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh that, was a, that was the first I got airport sent. I ever flew into. Was, oh, I, my God. I went uh, to Chicago my first oh, time. Oh, you went to O'Hare. Yeah. My and when Lord. I tell you, I was fucking O'Hare lost. doesn't have a tram, Kia. Just oh, for, I've been to O'Hare. Yeah, no tram. So Dallas, uh, Atlanta, some of the bigger airports, you can jump off your gate, get on a train, boom, they'll yeah. take you to the next gate. O'Hare, you got to hoof it, baby. You got to fucking knees to chest, that motherfucker. Knees to chest. I flew into one 40-minute <laughs> layover, and I'm you got to go to the other side of the airport. I did not, make. Do they at least have the Yeah, 40-minute uh, layover, you got to run. They have on. the little treadmills you can walk on out there, but you've still got to clear probably, it's probably only like three miles, four miles. But it's not straight. You got to weave through the shopping center, the food court, 18 escalators up and down through four hallways where there's nothing but people just but, walking back and forth. But you now get, lost get this. He's going out of the country for the first time, going through all these airports. Now you got to throw customs in the mix. Yeah. I've never the been to Other things before. that is jacked up. The Air Force comes a month ago, packs up his house, and ships it in a shipping container. <laughs> so they're living out of a suitcase. Until they fly. And the over funny there. part is, he'll be there for a week before he gets his house. Oh, a month? <laughs> no, it's he'll be still, there a month. on the ocean. Three months. Three months? I, I'm lucky. I, I'm taking a month of leave, so it will knock that three months down to two months. But, but still, though, yeah, I still three months for your stuff to ship. Yeah, but there's so much stuff that you did that I know now, just in general, that I didn't know when I was 18 or 19 or 20 or things like that, that make absolutely no sense. Well, they didn't tell us anything. Yeah. If, it, if we're looking back on it and we're actually going to break it down. They didn't tell us nothing. No. They didn't teach us nothing. They didn't give us an advantage of anything. They taught us things that they thought we should know or, or things they wanted us to hone in on, but none of it applied I mean, to anything that I ever did. outside of general biology and English class and just fucking a little bit of math, all that other shit was useless. Like, I could not, for the life of me, understand why I took Algebra 3. <laughs> Like, I have no tree. fucking idea. None of that stuff. No, I don't but remember But we also any of have it. to understand, all of us know and agree, the schools do not teach you the proper stuff to go out and live a life. Oh, Like, yeah. at all. The school, no. the school system is that. Home ec. Home but, ec, when I was in school, taught you how to fucking fry a piece of toast well, with egg in the do middle. That. They don't even do that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I do. But all your home ecs are gone. All your vocationals are gone. Like, I, but it's very rare to find. Just like JJ was saying a minute ago, we did. I did take the time to sit my kids down and have those conversations where they're like, Dad's talking again. You know, we're I'm telling them about financing a home or finances or investments or how taxes work and interest rates work. And we go through all that stuff. And we had those conversations, but you can't have enough conversations to fully prepare somebody for to move so to I was England say, all I, by themselves. No, we we had the conversations. I get a lot of it now where my kids come back to me and go, you were right. I should have listened to this or I should listen to that. Yeah. But even those conversations, I wasn't giving them the answers because I didn't have them. Right. I was trying to give them the knowledge I had at the time to kind of prepare them for what was coming. 
But that was all it was doing. It wasn't telling them how to do it or wasn't explaining well, to them uh, how to do it. Even if you tell them and you go through this stuff, they get out, start living life, and then they realize that they a light bulb comes on one day and they go, oh, I know what you was talking about now. Yeah. Because they had to live it a minute. Yeah. and They it, had to know, go experience it. Even in that, which the worst part about that is, no matter what y'all tell your kids, it's a 50-50 shot where it might just not be that way anymore. That's true. Mm-hmm. Like my, so when I went and bought my you're last right. vehicle, uh, my grandfather was like, you go up there, you barter with them, you tell them you're not paying this, you don't want this. That's fucking not how it works. Unless you're paying for that fucking thing. Well, the yes. uh, the market tra- changed on you in the middle of that. So yeah, well, that's what I'm used saying. to, you could do that. That's what I'm saying. Like the things that my parents and grandparents grew up doing in their life and their lifestyle, half that shit is non-existent anymore. Yeah. Like in the car industry, happen. used to you could barter, bring the price down because they had profit built in it. Yeah. Now, oh, you pay. If for you don't want to buy it for this sticker. price, that's fine. I got this guy over here. Yeah, somebody else, no big deal. It it does change. I mean, I can go back to my dad when I was going to move out of the house, mm-hmm. and and I'm telling him that I'm gonna work smarter than harder. I'm gonna go get this job and this job, and I'm gonna make more money than than you're talking about. And he said that ain't the way life works, son. The harder you work, the more money you make. And that is not true anymore. And he pushed that so hard that when I finally moved out, I went and got an easier job and made more money than he was making. And it just tore his world apart. Yeah. He was like, I have been telling my son this. That is the way freaking life is. And he hates the world's changed. And he's oh. just. We've he touched got on it. We've touched on it several times. pissed about it. But it's exactly what you said. What he was teaching me was not the case anymore. Yeah. We've touched on it several times. In several different episodes, but OnlyFans, Instagram, TikTok, social media. Social media. The life we live in right now is so easy to make money. All the people that say. jacked up. Yeah, it is. All the people say, I can't get a job. I can't get. We've touched on this. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. It's out there. You might take a little effort, but I'm going to tell you, like he just said, the effort you got to put in right now to make a million dollars compared to the effort we had to put in when we were 20 to make compared to the effort that our parents put in when they were 20. It's a day and it's night. night and day. Yes. Yeah, my it's grandparents. not even comparative. The, the literal odds of my grandparents being able to make a million dollars when they were growing up, almost non-existent. Yeah. Yes. Because a million dollars then was such an outrageous amount of money. Well, back then, a million dollar, a millionaire back then, they were far and few between. Yeah. It was something that just... Most people could not fathom. Now, Nowadays, everybody's, everybody's a millionaire. Yeah, I everybody's mean, got a million dollars. A million, a million ain't nothing now. Now we're talking billions and trillions. Yeah, it's like, you know, a million dollars is still an insane amount of money. But the amount of people that actually do make that now compared to what it 20 years ago, 10 yes. years ago. Is Technology just, changed all of that. Technology. You know, used to, you go around, you'd ride around to town, and you look at these, oh, that's the rich neighborhood. Yeah. You got these neighborhoods with three quarters of a million dollar homes. And you're like, wow, like that is the couple, a few big doctors in town. That yeah. is the the CEO of this company in town. Or and now it blew my mind just a few weeks ago. Yeah. My youngest son's looking for a house. Three hundred fifty thousand dollars is usually entry price around. That is a they're looking at three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollar houses. And I'm telling them you've lost your rabbit ass mind if you're gonna go buy your first house at that. I go sit down with the realtor, which I know and have bought houses with before. Yeah. And he said, Nakia, they $150,000 entry level house from two years ago is 300000 now. It's a one bedroom, one bathroom now. So, in the South. 
We're now go up south. north. Go yeah. up north. It gets worse. It gets way worse. But San Antonio how, is bad. San Antonio's bad. How <laughs> in West bad. Monroe, Louisiana, I can you can get online right now and go to looking, and the majority of houses online are over half a million dollars. Yeah. I don't know where all these people work. Well, I'm going to tell you, I just, my well, neighbor just sold his house. I just got new neighbors. Two weeks before we put it on the market, I toured it. Yeah. I, I looked at possibly buying it to have both the properties. Appraised, had people come in and look at it, surveyed. Hold on, I personally believe the house is worth about three, three, three and a quarter. Yeah. It appraised for about three, I think it was 355. He sold it for 439. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. He paid four thirty nine for a house that appraised for three fifty five. Yeah. yeah, and speaking oh, yeah. of speaking same in of San Antonio, San Antonio, you're getting fifty thousand over appraisal. Any that's crazy. You go. And you're getting it every day down there. But that is changing. <laughs> it's I coming. I just back. had the conversations with the realtor the other day, and home sales are extremely low right now. They're back down. I Interest mean, rates yeah, are back same up. Thing, same thing with vehicles. Well, they're everybody kept up. saying they was coming back to normal. Blah blah blah. They blah. did. No, I, I just but, bought a new truck no. for my wife. I'm telling you, I paid. Brother, two weeks ago, what I would have paid in 2020. And if I would have bought it any time in between, I'd have paid 15 to 20 over. Yeah. It's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. The, the prices they got on these trucks are stupid. Yeah. But it is kind of, you know, moving back around a little bit. But I don't know. The, the whole world is crazy. And for Gabe, for somebody your age, Tyler, you just got married. Like, I couldn't fathom doing life right now in these times knowing what i know now as i fathomed it when i did it it just seems so much easier when we did it yep. than it is right now well you know it's crazy to think of things how much things change in such a short amount of time if i could stand up and immediately go back in time and know everything i know now at 18 i would have flown my private helicopter here yep. yes because the amount of money that is literally out there to be made for the stupidest shit is insane. Well, at 18 I, years old, I'd got a home life insurance plan. I would have. There's a whole lot of things. Oh, yeah. Me. Insurance is a whole nother fucking ball game. You know what I never understood was uh, my parents were religious about that. You got to go to the dentist once a month. Get a checkup. You got to go. I go to that motherfucker twice a year tops now. Yeah. Like there's some <laughs> shit that I did as a kid that I thought was a necessity. A bare minimum, you have to do this. You have to do that. No, none of that shit I have to do anymore. Like, bare minimum stuff. Like, when you go into uh, the stupidest thing to me, when you go get insurance and stuff like that, they ask you all these questions, health, physicals, blah, 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 blah. And then they charge the ever-living shit out of you, and you do not know what the insurance is for. I honestly believe like, insurance is a racket. Right. The whole fucking thing's a racket. Yeah, it's the biggest scam that's ever made it. It is that the housing industry, the bank. But if you don't got it, if you don't got it, well, insurance and taxes takes better than 60% of my income. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, and the thing is, nobody really knows what the fuck's going on half the time with the taxes. Yes. And I don't even have insurance. And they keep changing the codes. They keep changing. I don't even have health insurance. I don't have, we don't have any insurance that we use. No. But we literally have, uh, Forty thousand dollars a year in insurance premiums we pay. I'm telling you, and I don't have any insurance that we use. Yeah. And it don't if cover you nothing. Use them doesn't cover nothing. Doesn't cover you, anything. If you use them, such as workers' comp, if we have an employee get hurt, and we use workers' comp to pay it, then yeah. workers' comp goes up forever. It never goes back down. Yeah. So you don't want to use the policy. 
So if, a, if an employee gets hurt, we pay out of pocket. We take care of our employees. Yeah. But if we actually file it on workers' comp that we required by law to have, <laughs> then the workers' comp policy goes up and you're paying even more premiums. Yeah. So there's two. I, I saw some statistics the other day that if you make over $100,000 a year, six figures, you're in the top 1% of the entire country. Has that not changed yet? No. Yeah, it's changed. It hadn't changed as of a couple weeks ago when I saw it. That's crazy. A hundred grand, and you're in the top one percent. Top ten. They said no, one. no way, no, no, not top ten. I could see top five, but not top ten. Well, they said the top one percent. I know a lot of broke motherfuckers. The, that's my question right there. Is if, if it's, we're it's, still it's top ten percent, if we're still on one percent, we, we looked it up the other day. It was yeah. it was ninety between, like between, ninety thousand yeah. dollars a year is the yeah. average salary in the U.S. Oh, it's like thirty thousand. No, I'm feeling looking it up right now. Y'all keep talking. Look I'm I got it. They, they said one percent, but if if that's true, then we have what four hundred million people on the planet or something like, or in, in billion. America. Oh shit! I thought you said I think it's like what eight billion people. Yeah. I don't know in America it's three hundred ninety something million or something. Something like that. I don't know. All right, but let's say it's four hundred million. So you're telling me it's four hundred million people, and if the top one percent, five percent, ten percent is six figures, then ninety percent of this world is in poverty. Yes. Why? How? With, with with today's society and, and the ways to make money and the ways to do things, to oh, be in the we, top one percent, we was way the fuck off. Was you it, have to break. Uh, was it three hundred? You have to break eight hundred and seventy five thousand to be in the one percent. So uh, it, it's just crazy, man. I didn't know that this was this much. Around one third of U.S. households earn a hundred thousand or more a year. So I talk. Okay, so the statistics. Well, look at all these houses. houses. The reason I started researching it and looking at it is because. The majority of homes in this area are over half a million dollars. And a lot of them are over a million. I don't know who's paying those bills. The other part of it was, and it, this might have been the 1% that I'm thinking about, but they said it started bleeding into like the COVID shot and said that 1% of America didn't get it. That 1% was the 1% that what didn't fall to the propaganda machine, didn't fall to this whose parents taught them a little bit more in school on how to live and how to make it in this world. And they got a little bit of extra knowledge about how the world worked that other ones didn't. And that seemed kind of off to me too, because are, are there that many people that didn't get it? So what's the average income in the U.S.? What'd you just average say? income in the U.S. is around seventy thousand dollars. But when you're thirty-four, your average net worth is seventy thousand dollars. When you're thirty-six, your average net worth is four hundred and twelve thousand dollars. Somebody's getting their fucking math from the wrong mall across the U.S. That's because they're comparing uh, Bill Gates, and they're in the same study. Yeah, but still, so though, they bump up. But the it, average, the top one percent, top one percent. Makes over eight hundred thousand dollars annually. Right. So I said eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year to be in the top one percent. That's a lot of money. So what got them in the one percent? And then it goes so up school astronomically yeah. from. Wait, that. and you know what the thing is? I feel like, and I hate to say this, I feel like people were smarter, but at the same time dumber. The farther you go back in generations, like people had more of a common sense knowledge thirty years ago as they do now. Like it's well, that was the other part of it that I was going to get to on the on the propaganda part of it was they said that you know we, we talk about Kevin's and Karens nowadays, yeah, and we get into these battles and we do things and who we 
one side says that they didn't get taught in school or they didn't get taught by their parents and one side says that they're stupid or whatever. Yeah. They're really on their heel too though. They're actually preaching what they believe and what is real and what was taught to them just like we do. But it's it's just like John just said. This is a perfect example. You've seen it on TikTok and stuff. In our day, the owner's manual in a truck showed you how to set the timing on the truck. Today's owner's manual oh, says not to it says not to eat the contents of the battery. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, things these days can't be done by most general run-of-the-mill people. Which is crazy because like you you have to be and that's a the point to kind of get back to how did we end up here? That's the point. How did we right. end up here? How do we end up in a conversation asking Gabe if he's ready for life? Yeah. When he, he should be. We know he is. Y'all know he is. Because there was a time that the school system taught you how to live life. So the school system is what has changed everything. The education I, system. It, it, it started turning into let's teach them all this shit that they may think, or may I not use. The biggest thing about it is this, just the sheer amount of advancement in technology in such a short amount of time yes. has taken everybody growing up in it to a whole nother type of learning. When I was in school, we had phones, but we didn't use tablets. We went to the computer room once a week. Uh, we hand wrote our essays. We didn't Google shit. We had to look it up on page such and such for the test. Nowadays, my niece, she's nine years old. She has a take-home tablet to do her homework on. Uh, she has her own hotspot to bring schoolwork home and write essays on. Most of her essays are submitted on a computer, and she's nine. I didn't know how to effectively use a computer until I was like 22. Yeah, computers didn't exist when I was in school. So it's like, you know. they did. (laughs) You you get mad at him for calling you old, then you say shit shit like that. that. We didn't have no home computer. We didn't have no home computer, but they were in school. They were in the library. We knew about them. They were out there. You had a tablet and a fucking scribe. We had an (laughs) Apple you were playing when Oregon I was Trail. in about the yeah. fifth grade playing Oregon Trail <laughs> yes. that you had a floppy disk in. You didn't have no World Wide Web. You had no connection to anything. There was not a computer. I don't know what school y'all went to. <laughs> <laughs> we from Louisiana. <laughs> no. We had computer lab. This motherfucker's gotten a wagon. We had a TV in every room that was connected to the computer network that showed us the spaceship blowing up in 86, and it showed us, like, Everything you had a we did not have a computer showing the space shuttle blowing up. We, it was computer generated. No, it was the first outlook of the World Wide Web. It was an integrated. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you, and I'll challenge any of our fans to prove that there was a computer in your classroom in '86. I came out in like '72. Not in a classroom. Hey, not was, in we, Waco, we Texas. A, we had a TV. <laughs> no, it was a. We had a TV hey. in every room. Every room. Yeah. The quarter mount. And it was up in the corner. It had a network on it. It was like a like a TBS. It was called something, something, something. That network Public played at every network. school. No, it was a school network. It played at every school. And it did certain things during the day. And if you go back and do the history on it, that was the first rollout of what is now WWW. It turned into the internet. It was a, a informational thing that they started rolling out to students. It's where I watched the shuttle blow up. It was on you're, that network. You're older than me, and we did not have computers when I was in school. We no had computer labs. 
<laughs> we had a. You went to Pine, Chris. No, they didn't exist. <laughs> there was a. Keyboard. That's just what they told you to not get your there hopes was, up about life. There was a keyboard that you could plug into a TV. Yeah. And you had a book, and you could type in all these ones and zeros. A binary code. That was that was like, like 18, fifth grade. Eighteen. Yeah. But it still that was, was like the, 10 pixels on a screen called Oregon Trail. <laughs> like, we didn't even realize we was on a computer. We were typing essays. By the time in I was in school? high school. In high school? Yes, in high school. I know. In middle school, we watched that stuff. We played some games. We were on 3.5 hard disk. Mil- floppy disk was pong that, back here. That's how what iPhone do you have? The 14 <laughs> Pro? What are we on now in our generation? We're good to go. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little back. I mean, my, I'm like the tw- I got like a twelve. I mean, yeah, my I got, truck practically drove our generation. Here. Our I generation mean, saw the birth of the World Wide Web. Yeah, it saw the birth of the computer. It saw the birth of the cell phone. And half it saw the birth of cable diesel. TV. It saw the birth of satellite TV. It saw the birth of satellite radio. Our generation seen everything. Yeah, and we did nothing about it. You, you know, know what's crazy? We thought it was cool. <laughs> we thought it was badass. We let it roll. And it had completely started screwing our entire world up. Yeah. What's crazy is that's like came and went though. Yeah. Like satellite and and dish and all. Oh, that's I old mean, shit. I mean, like nobody even watches that anymore. Like no. nothing. Like well, streams. It's, it's only right. yeah streaming YouTube. It is. Yeah. It is yeah. really crazy. Look at the things that have left since. If you look at the timeline, if you look at the timeline, you can see. I mean, we went from when I was a kid, you didn't keep in touch with anybody. When they left the house in the morning, you didn't see them till they got back home. Yeah. Unless you went to a phone somewhere and called. But we have become dependent that way on each other. And I think that's one of the one of the things that really kind of set us back a little bit. People are dependent on others for absolutely no reason now. Like you're saying, like yeah. when, now, when I was in middle school, I mean, phones were out. They were out, and you know, back phones and people had flip phones, things like that. You know, your mom or dad, you dropped you off at high school, you got on the bus, whatever, went to school, and they picked you up. Nowadays, hell, my niece will text me and be like, hey, what are you doing? And it'll be like, she'll be like in her third <laughs> class of the day. Yeah. I'm like, nothing, you pay attention to class. She's like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, you know, it's like, it's, it's yeah. a whole We had to make our plans Friday for the entire weekend before we left school. Yeah. And you had to tell your mom what she's going to do this weekend before you left the house because yeah. she's not going to see you till Sunday night. What, there is no stay out until the, the streetlights come on no more. About ninth or 10th mm-hmm. grade, we started getting our own phone lines, and that was cool. Yeah. And then the videos came out, and the VHS took off. And then we got Blockbuster. We thought that was the shit. Then Blockbuster went to, like, uh, Redbox, and you could, yeah. then the Blockbuster went out of business. Then now the Redboxes are it gone. Is yeah, that it's is just, crazy, the Redbox. You know, it's crazy the gone. advancements that has happened in such a short period of time. Yeah. I like, feel like CDs really, didn't get the, like, LPs and albums were out for a long time. Yeah. Eight tracks were out for a long time. Cassettes were out for a long time. CDs, gone. Yeah. We're already, already you know, MP3. It's just strange. I'm only in, I'm, I'm 44 years old. God. That is oh, not bro. very old. Yeah, it is. In 40 years. 44 years. He's old as hell. We have <laughs> old Cheeto 46, 47. 46. So Don't be giving me no damn years. But in those few years, we've been through no communication, no computers to computers to bag phones to cell phones to. And you know, it's TMI really is too much information you know, at I one wish, time. I wish I would have gotten into some type of computer engineering or software like that when I was younger. Because nowadays, the way that the industry is going, 
if you can get on your computer and type some ones and zeros and know what they mean and know what you're doing, you can make an unlimited amount of money anywhere you want to. Yes. Look at Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, what, Tyler, what we, when we were kids, what we had the little robot dog toys or whatever, and that was like the coolest fucking thing because they barked and walked around on their own. Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> you can get your kid a full-on AI robot that has Alexa built in that they can have full conversations with and talk to shit. They've got robots Did you out see there. the AI robot on TV or it was on some video or something a couple weeks ago and they were at a conference and she was up on the podium and somebody asked her, how do you know you're a robot? And her response back was, how do you know you're a human? <laughs> yeah. And it made you think yeah. like, okay, like, there's some crazy shit that yeah. AI is. They have fully automated robots. I mean, you got fucking cars driving themselves around delivering pizzas now. So Gabe, what? you're in the you're in the yeah. Air Force. You know what kind of elite no. shit do you play with that you can't talk about? <laughs> Tell us some secret, some secret ninja stuff. We did not just ask that question on the All <clears throat> Podcast. All remarks and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, the military is not just that far advanced from my perspective. I mean, I'm still in medicine, so from my perspective, it's not nowhere near as advanced as it used to be. Okay, so he just left, so that y'all know, Bamsey Medical Center, which is in San Antonio. Yeah. It's the only level one hospital in the Department of Defense. So he's working in the trauma ICU. So just from that perspective, and before he went into the Air Force, he was here working in the hospital. He's a critical care paramedic. When you was in a civilian hospital, is there much better technology in the the only level one <laughs> hospital in the Department of Defense? Or is it technically behind what you would call a level one trauma center in the civilian world? I would have to say it's probably behind. I mean, we we just within the last year started rolling out all the new softwares and patient report, patient records and all that stuff. That's just now getting rolled out in the military, whereas... Back in 2018. So y'all don't have a machine in the back room. You put the sick person in and they come out the other side healed. No. But honestly, think about what he's saying. But like, think about what he's saying and it makes sense. Me and you were his age. That's what? uh, 38 years ago? Early 90s. Oh. Okay. We're coming out of Gulf Storm or Desert Storm. And we are a freaking superpower. Like, we've been a superpower our whole life. Our grandpas were 17 years old running into gunfire up mountains. We're a superpower. Ever since then, they have been working on depleting and, and weaker and being unions and one world orders and all this other stuff. We've become this not so much of a superpower anymore. Common yeah. sense has been taken by cell phones, by internet. All the things that we used to it's too much play with and do when we were younger, going to find something to do. You know how many times your parents said that to you? Go find something to do. Go outside. Build a fort. We've I said it yesterday to my grandkids. <laughs> These kids can't get off their phone long enough to even learn how to interact with each other. They don't even know how to be social with people if they're not doing it on their phone. They're sitting in restaurants texting each other across the table. It makes sense just that, that we're just going downhill. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say I don't know though, because it's like I feel like back when y'all were younger, you can't say making money off of the feet pictures was more intelligent than we was. That stupid. (laughs) Shit, when you get that first million dollar check, you can. Did you (laughs) post feet feet pictures? Maybe that's smart. 
There's some smartness behind it. I gotta there, say. Is, there is, there is it's still marketing. Thing. It's still one marketing. way or another. Yeah, I think the a lot stupid of part about it is that we allow somebody to make millions of dollars off of taking yeah. well, so, supply and demand. So ten it, years it ago, is the, it's the stupid part is that somebody's willing to pay for that. Yeah, ten years ago though, we were mad at football players because they made so much freaking money. Yeah. Now, now, I don't make nothing. You don't hear anybody grabbing the football players anymore. It's, it's always something. You know, from whatever aspect you come from, we've always had something that we're mad at or angry about or stupid or coming out of left field or something like that. So it's just it's just the next thing. But it it doesn't it doesn't make as much sense now as it did then to me. Yeah. And I think a lot of things with the older generation type deal, when you get a job, this is one thing I have learned that I wish I would have known day one. If you're working somewhere and you enjoy the work, that's great. But the moment you don't enjoy the work, you can quit and leave that fucking place. When I was 18, 19, 20, I was like, oh, you know, my folks always tell me, oh, you know, you get a job, you keep the job, doesn't matter how bad it is, you keep your head down, you do your work, be a valuable employee, blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. Now, right, what you just said hurt us as a generation. Yeah, but now. Us being told to keep our head down and keep our mouth shut, it yep. hurt us. So now, if something doesn't go your way at work and it's reasonable, not something stupid, like if you're just not getting treated good, just leave and go somewhere else. It's not frowned upon anymore. Right. It's actually praised a little bit to say, oh, well, you're doing better for yourself. Yeah. 15 years ago, shit, 10 years ago, it was, oh, he gets jobs everywhere. Oh, he's always somewhere else. He's always yes. quitting. He's jumping jobs. Yeah, job. but now now it's like, oh, this guy's always better than himself. He's always on the hunt for the next best thing. Like He's always trying to make more money, yeah. trying to better his lifestyle. But like I said, 10 years ago, it was... Oh, I don't know if we can hire you. You know, you got too many jobs on your resume. You know, you've gone here, you've gone here. That's one of the things I've learned over the years that I'm glad I did. Because now if I don't want to work with someone or do something with them, I, it doesn't matter. I'll just go do it with somebody else. I don't think it's that easy in the military, though. Oh, not in the Oh, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You pretty much <laughs> Once signed, you sign that line. Yeah, you sign the line, you're done. <laughs> so you're you, done. Sign, you sign for four? Six. You sign for six. Yeah. So you're in year three. Three? Yep. So you're gonna spend how long in overseas? Three, Those three, three to four years, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm like right at the two and a half year mark. So, so you're halfway through your six. You've gone through basic. You've lived in the big city. You've kind of experienced the military. Are you re-upping? Is this your, is this your six year run? I, I, that will, that will have to be addressed as I go. I, I'm still trying to learn the military. The military is a total different way of life. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I just everything changes. What is it? The if his if his parents were broke, he would re up. Oh no, shit! (laughs) Since his parents are not broke, he's considering coming home. (laughs) What is he loves his mama and he hates breaking her heart. What is it? The DD two twelve two fourteen DD two fourteen two fourteen when you get out. So my buddy just signed his and cross it lives down the road from me. Has my whole life all that shit. I told him, I was like, hey, congratulations, man. You did your thing. Uh, he was in the Navy. He was on a boat, all kind of shit. I was like, what are you going to do to celebrate? He was like, I'm going to fucking sleep. <laughs> he was like, that's my number one goal is to sleep. Well, I come from a military family. Sleep my grandfather, my month. uncle, many cousins, all that. But from, there, from what I was told from them is they all had intentions of doing four. They all had intentions of going in, getting their college, getting their bonus money, whatever it was. All of them retired. All yeah. of them retired. Well, yeah, so one of the biggest things that I've tried to do throughout my life is anybody, anytime someone gives me advice, even if I don't like it, I try to at least store it somewhere to where I can use it later on. Right. And 
talking to all these people, I, I luckily I was fortunate enough to be in the ICU where I got to see a lot of retirees and people that had been in the military for a long time. And after talking to some of these guys, I've never heard one say, don't stick with it. You need to get out and use your skills somewhere else. 20, I mean, you're talking about 20 years. I joined when I was 22. So 42, you, you, I'm about to be 25. You retire, right? You got a pension for the rest of your life. The rest of your you life. You got insurance for the rest of your life. I've got a GI bill already, which I have a GI bill. If I sign again, I can pass that GI bill off to my daughter or right. my wife. Um, that's what I was going to say, because I think my, my grandfather died. My grandmother insurance. still got everything that he had. Like, she got his insurance. She got his his check. She got to go to the commissary to get the food. She got every advantage that he had when he was alive. And he'd already been gone, and he was dead for 10 or 12 years before she died. And she got it the whole time. It never stopped. Mm. So, I mean, you're talking about retiring at 42. Granted, you might not get all of your benefits until right. you're in your 60s, but... You're done. It does have its advantage. You're done. You'll pick up another job, do something part-time, and then that 40 to 65, you're just having fun. So does yeah. a mother's broken heart get outweighed by retiring at 42 and getting a pension? <laughs> or I don't know. There's also that, that, the that part topics. of every guy wants to make himself, you know, that, that self-made man kind of thing. No one wants to take that. In the South, also, it's a thing where, you know, your family makes something and you continue it on, which is another big aspect to it. But at some point, do you continue to do your own thing and make something of yourself before you come back? Or, yeah, because I'm going to tell you. Where does I, that stand? I'm just going to tell you from experience, he ain't got 20 in him. <laughs> <laughs> might be, I might still be here, but his old ass, he, he could be crippled up at home. So I'm not. Right. And I don't I think Seth. I, I don't think Seth's gonna grab it, and I don't. I don't think. I can assure you that I got twenty years in me, but I will not be running like I have ran in twenty twenty two very much longer. Oh, I'm just getting started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would. Absolutely, I'm just getting my second win. I would roll. love to hand the reins to somebody else and just go do the fun shit. Well, I know what he's talking about because we've had this conversation to where. You build a business and you have kids. You'd want nothing more than to pass that to your kids and give them per se a leg up. Like, you know, we did we did the hard work. All you got to do is hold on to the reins, maintain. But and it's with, not really that simple. Because with that being said, though, he also instilled those values of be your own person, right. and that's why he gave me advice my whole life. Right, Otherwise, but it's not as simple as it's cut and dry because. You have a different personality. Right. All my daughters have a different personality. Seth has a different personality. What if nobody, none of the kids want it? What if none of the kids, this is their dream? What if his dream is is what he's doing? So you have to, you know, kind of, I would say, as a parent from my aspect, just kind of take a step back and, and let them go and, you know, let them live life and, They'll come back. It always I'm just, At this point, I'm just trying to find out what those milestones are to where I will stop. You know what I mean? So I, I originally wanted to go to medical school. Don't really care too much for that right now. It's something that I'm kind of putting away. But I did find out a lot about the Air Force Pilots Program. 
and to go fly, fly F-16s and F-35s and there's all that. There's something in you and Seth both in these planes, man. I know, but oh, there's something. Top Gun. <laughs> who who don't want to fly that fast, you know? I, I wouldn't mind flying that fast, but I don't know if I want to do that shit every day. I feel like I'd rather drive fast instead of flying Oh, I'd fast. definitely rather drive fast. <laughs> yeah, fuck flying. But, I mean, once you get your pilot's license and you you pass flight school in the in the Air Force. And it's another rank, ain't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you go to the officer side, now you're talking big money. Oh, yeah. Do you stick with that? Or did I get my pilot, do it for a few years, and then get out at 16, you know, 12 years? Another eight years, you can retire. So at what point do you call it quits is kind of where it's at. I don't know, but that's another thing I did learn when I grew up that I didn't know about when I was 18. Anybody can fly a fucking plane. You just got to go through a course. <laughs> Yeah, that was a vital piece. Of hey, or be on one that's going down because I promise you, if it's heading down, I'm gonna fly that bitch. Yeah, like anybody can just walk up there and give it a try. Fuck. You know, you can get your pilot's license sooner than you can get your driver's license. Yeah, was it 14 or some <laughs> shit? And another, a lot of there's a lot of shit that I just didn't know until I got older, like dumb shit, shit that you wouldn't even think about. Like, you know, you can order a tattoo gun right now and the ink and everything. You don't have, to have no fucking license for that shit. You can just order all that and start tattooing You can order yourself. a bride. That you can do it all that stuff. impressed you? Yeah, I was like, well, I never really thought about it until I seen somebody do it. I was like, damn, you got to have a license to buy permanent ink and a needle to put it in your body. And put you know, a sign up on the side of the road, tattoo shop. Yeah, you don't have to have a fucking license so, or nothing. You overall, just, are, you're happy with where you're sitting. You're excited about going over to the sea. Yeah, I mean, we, we got that three-year window between, uh, in 2020, we moved out. Well, actually, in 2019, we moved out from the house, so from my parents' house. So I've had, you know, since 2020 till now in San Antonio, which is 500 miles world. from home. Yeah. Um, and a different world. That's a, that's a. But that that's where I learned a lot. So he did teach me a lot about finance or finances, but more so interest rates and, you know, just all this other stuff. So you were a little bit better prepared than I would say some of today's youth. Oh, absolutely. This is out here eating Tide Pods. But Oh, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, there was still a lot of stuff that I don't think he realized he needed to teach me because it's just something of, of regular life, but paying for internet, yeah. you know, paying for groceries. You know, you think about all I, your, I never had internet. Yeah, well, true. <laughs> I just got it three, just months, got ago. three months ago. <laughs> so you're excited about going to England? Yeah. And yeah is I mean, your wife excited? So being a paramedic, We've always been in those stressful situations, which I think prepared us a lot for this. But I mean, it's a lot going on. You excited about being a daddy? It's a lot going on. I'm I'm extremely excited. I don't know if I've really had the time between you all the military paperwork, you the move, getting everything shipped to really let anything. You'll never in. you'll never have the time you won't expect. We have a lot it. going on. We just found out we was having a grandchild, our first grandbaby that's going to be born in England. They're getting ready to move over. Youngest son, 23 years old, is moving off of our property. Just got done signing for his house today. So our kids are, both of them now are, after today, officially. And I wasn't going to say nothing, but sucks. like Seth is in a race. Who's he racing? Yeah, he is. He's signing, moving, <laughs> loading, same day. He's gone. That motherfucker ready to do something. He was I don't that. know what it is, but he's going to fucking have it recorded somewhere. <laughs> well, he's ready to do some wild shit. You have to understand, Seth, Gabe came up and went through the growing up, turning into an adult age when we were really struggling and blowing the company up. Seth came up right behind him after the company exploded 
everything's doing great. We're investing in other companies. So Gabe joins the Air Force, goes off to make better money, bigger, better things. Seth stays at home to stay home and make better money and do bigger and better things. So you get the response from Gabe a lot. Well, you wasn't rich when I left. You get from Seth, well, I've never really done anything on my own. My parents just give me everything. And I, I got to so, know your definition of rich when we get done with this. I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to catch this. I'm, I'm an E4 chip. <laughs> Everybody's rich to an E4. But my point is with Seth, he's worked for me. He's lived in my house. We buy the new property. It had a second house on it. Him and his wife move into that house. Which is kind of why you bought so, the, property. We bought one the of, property. One of the perks to the property that you were buying was at a second house. Yes, that was one of the perks to it. Very, very sore. Are you going to have a yeah. she cave or aren't a, you build uh, another house? What do they call it? A she uh, she shed. She shed. You going to have a she shed? No, right now I just want to go sit in there and cry. Bougie. Because my kids are gone. Bougie. They're not gone, JJ. They're across so town. They, they're uh, bougie. moving across the table. They Bougie's got a house. They feel like they want to do something and accomplish something on their own. That's normal. They don't want to live in mom and daddy's house, even though it ain't. We don't live there. <laughs> we just gave them the house. I, you know, my but thing is I couldn't either, though. I, I get it. I get it. So, but our oldest son is now, who has been in San Antonio, now moving to England. They come in and say, hey, y'all are having a grandbaby in England. So yeah. we're trying to get passports. We've never been out of the country. Yeah. Now we got to go to England just to see our grandbaby. Our youngest son and daughter-in-laws now, hey, we're moving off the property. So we're buying a house. So I went and bought her a new dog. To replace the children. <laughs> yes. Naturally. And, and look at it. If y'all watching on YouTube, y'all can see that she is like way cuter than either one of my kids. Well, we have rolled this dude for 45 minutes. That's probably our longest podcast we've done yet. But it was interesting, and we'll probably have to touch on it some more and just kind of dig through. We've got uh, a lot of things happening in 2023. 23-23 is kicking off with a big bang the first week with the Outdoor Expo show. Uh, Thumper, High Lifter, JTX, do little trailers. A lot of people going on there. We've got special guests this month, I know, in High Lifter, Thumper, Superior Graphics. Um, I'm sure we'll have Gabe on some more. Um, we're going to bump up the mics and the headphones and get more seats in here because we're getting bigger and bigger, but... 2022 is just the beginning. Hold on to your ass because we're coming for 2023 because there is only one way. And that That's is the, the outlaw way. 